0: Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance and money experts as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words. Hello and welcome to Mark My Words. This is Mark Homer. So I've been in business a few years now and we're at a turning point in that it's a new year. It's exciting. The roaring 20s are here upon us and we've had an election. And actually, I'm quite excited by what's about to come. So I'm going to give you my predictions for this next year. So, prediction number one centres around the election end of December because this is what really drives everything. And um, the Conservatives now have a majority. Boris can put Brexit through. Um, yes, I didn't vote for it, but I do now feel like this certainty that is coming from this majority—the fact that Brexit's going to happen—you um, know—they can get on, get this trade deal done. I don't think. Uh, The numbers are going to suddenly start looking up. But I think towards the end of 2020, we're going to see improvements in the economy. I think the Purchasing Managers Index and various other things will start to pick up. So prediction number one centres around this. London has been falling 20, 25, 30% in some areas. Uh, You know, you've got um, Kensington, Chelsea, Knightsbridge. They've all dropped. Uh, And they've all dropped uh, probably because they went too far, but also the fact that lots of... um, You know, sort of uh, foreign buyers um, have not been uh, purchasing because they've been waiting on the sidelines, waiting for Brexit to happen. Clearly, currency is devalued. That stuff looks very cheap now. Uh, And increasingly, it'll be a gradual process. It won't suddenly happen. But increasingly, London's looking very cheap to those guys. You know, sterling devalued you know, at, along with the the drop in, in the, the those prices of those properties, you're probably going to be able to buy or they will be able to buy properties for about 50% of the 2015 price, which is significant. So I think they'll start waking up to the fact that there's, um, you know, a, a more certain trajectory. Um, you know, as we get this trade deal done, I think more and more, uh, there'll be more and more reason to be positive. Um, you know, at the moment, we're we're still sort of, uh coming the numbers are still they obviously lag and they're still coming out of that period from the end of last year um you know today purchase managers index is down actually the economy did contract slightly 0.1% uh, up to november uh, i think a lot of that was all the consternation in parliament uh and you know all the All all the uncertainty and and issues that that causes business and confidence issues with consumers. Um, Clearly, wasn't a great Christmas with retail, uh, but I suspect online sales are up and it's pretty obvious what's going to happen with their bricks and mortar retail, uh, physical retail is going to continue to um, reduce. Um, So, central London prices, I think we've reached the bottom uh, and I think they will start to tick up in 2020. So I think 2020 may see a bit of growth in central London prices. I don't think they're going to suddenly go gangbusters. You remember out of the last recession, it took a few years to get the confidence rolling again. And I think it will do this time. Um, so um, there's this probably a little bit of time. Prediction number two. So central government has had a good go at landlords. George Osborne introduced clause 24. You can't offset all the mortgage interest against the rent. Um, You know, stamp duty went up. uh, Lots of new regulations for landlords. We can see all of this exacerbating getting pushed into the marketplace. And now we're seeing the results. There is less supply of rental property. There are less properties available to rent with slightly more um or, or, or significantly more tenants chasing Fewer properties, and um, therefore, the only thing that can happen is rents will rise, and this has been happening for the last couple of years, uh, but I think this will continue this year whilst there are less landlords looking to purchase, there are also plenty looking to dispose of their property portfolios as well because they can't necessarily go into a limited company or they see that licensing or regulation changing changes um too difficult, so they're coming out of it so inevitably. Central government are getting more tax. That's what they really wanted. Uh, But of course, the result of all this is the tenants are having to pay the landlords more rent so that they can pay the tax. It's simple economics. The government must have known this. They've got clever economists there, Uh, I suspect. Well, they said they were doing it for the benefit of the tenants. Clearly, that's popular. That gets votes. The reality is uh, they were doing it uh, to the detriment of tenants because their rents are now going up off the back of it. So we're seeing rent rises uh, across, um, you know, all of our properties currently. An example uh, in 2015.
1: If you love to travel like me, and you understand the power in escaping the money for time exchange trap, but you just don't know how to do it, then building an Airbnb consultancy business could be exactly what you have been looking for right now in the UK Minimal startup costs, zero risk, and almost unlimited potential. Sound good? Welcome to the Airbnb consultant. Contact us through any of the channels included in the studio notes to get the conversation
0: started. Fifteen, three-bed little ex council, impeachable would be about five fifty. Now we're we're seeing. 700, 725, 750 on some of those really increased significantly. Um, And, you know, yes, the capital values have increased, but as capital values have slowed down now, uh, largely probably because of of Brexit and and the issues around that, um, you know, you see rental rises carry on for a few years. It's typical, it's like a seesaw. You get prices you know the the capital values of properties increase for a few years that often slows down and then the rents start rising for a few years so you'll see yield uh, expansion yield increase um, for the next few years because we've had yield compression uh, post you know sort of post recession as the capital values went up and the rents didn't really move anywhere we're moving to yield expansion phase now so if the government make it more difficult to buy buy-to-let properties and put landlords off and tell them they're going to tax them more and the papers keep smashing them less landlords are buy and more will look to dispose of their rental properties therefore there's less properties available same or more amount of tenants chasing them price has to go up Everywhere. the national press is reporting upon this up and down the country maybe with the exclusion of london uh, because you know brexit pushed you know, tenants out, e- EU nationals, big companies, you know, they weren't renting quite so much. I think that's turning around now, though, as well. And you'll, uh, you, you know, you're seeing uh, a lack of supply there now as well. Prediction number three. So I think UK interest rates will remain largely flat through 2020. Um, we have had a little bit of a um, surprise in the market today, um, in that. Um, uh, it looks like in November 19, the economy got smaller by 0.1%. That will be revised when the the, the final ONS figures come out. But because that surprised the market a little bit, the market is ex- has a greater expectation that interest rates may fall ever so slightly uh, at the next uh, Monetary Policy Committee meeting. Um, it may or may not happen. Uh, I think largely rates are going to remain flat. Maybe maybe they go down to half a percent. At the moment, they're 0.75%. Don't think you're going to get much movement at all in 2020. You know, the, the, the most likely scenario is deflationary pressure. Uh, deflationary pressure comes about through lack of investment, uh, lack of economic growth, uh, and therefore... The government or the the Bank of England is more likely because they can't reduce interest rates anymore. They've got nowhere to go. They're really low. The the only thing they can do is start printing money or, or pr- uh, creating bonds and then rebuying them, uh, increasing the money supply, which is called quantitative easing or QE. So we might get some more rounds of that. Uh, I think the chances of interest rates soaring up are, oh god, very very low. I, I can't really reason, reason. Can't think of a reason why. I mean. I suppose last time we had a a real shock like that was the ERM, exchange rate mechanism, in the sort of late 80s. Um, We're not defending the pound against anything like that anymore. Can't really think of a reason why they would. So if if the five-year fix was, say, 3%, I'd lap it up, yeah. Prediction number four. I think banks in 2020 are going to become more aggressive and I'll tell you why. Um, Banks go into markets, they borrow money and they are very affected by the confidence within all of the money markets. Um, At the end of 2019, we went into a period where banks got quite jittery um, and that was largely because the yield curve inverted. Now, the yield curve is this Um, Sort of, um, I I suppose it's a slightly um, abstract concept in that I suppose it's slightly difficult to get your head around because it it relates to US government bonds. So treasuries, uh, which are US government loans, Uh, obviously the US government uh, borrow money. Uh, in order to fund um, their sort of day-to-day operations, now what they do, they they offer the, they issue these bonds, and in return, people buy them and, and lend money to the U.S. government. So, markets, you and I, pensions, investments, all that sort of stuff. The U.S. government is seen as the safest home for money um, in the world. So, generally speaking, in times of um, higher um, uncertainty or where people are predicting recession people will throw money at US government bonds because they see it as the safest place to put the money. Um, and it, typically, uh, in normal times, the rate that you will get on a US government bond, um, a 10-year US government bond, which means you're not going to get your money back for 10 years or the US government doesn't need to pay you back for that until 10 years are up, the rate you would normally get on something like that would be... Um, Higher than the rate that you would get on a three-month U.S. government bond makes sense, doesn't it? Because in three months you can have your money back. Um, now, clearly, I'm talking about annual interest rates. Um, now, what what generally happens is um, they most a lot of economic con- um, commentators and a lot of people would agree that a really good predictor of a recession is an inverted yield curve. Um, now, normally, you've got a, 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 um, a, a sloping yield curve where the three-year money, as I just mentioned, is cheaper than 10-year money. Um, but what happens if, if the market is expecting a recession, the yield curve inverts. So a 10-year loan that you're giving to the government or a 10-year government bond uh, would be giving a lower interest rate per annum than a three-month government bond. Um, um, because people are trying to tuck their money away for longer uh, because they're worried about recession. Um, So, you know, lots of uh, commentators, uh, economists, um, would say that if that yield curve inverts on the three-month US government treasuries, then that um, only happens when there's going to be a recession. And that happened at the end of 2018, about a year ago. Um, So everyone was, oh, there's going to be a recession. It's it's, it's all going to fall apart. Uh, It was in the press. The jungle's drum started going, and we've got all the sort of Brexit stuff here in the UK as well. Uh, And by the way, a lot of the issue internationally was Trump and China and... Tariffs and barriers. So Trump putting duty and and tax on Chinese goods because he said they were taking advantage of of U.S. markets. And of course they did it back. And the market then worries that the the economies, the Chinese economy, the U.S. government, the U.S. economy is not going to grow as much. That's what happens. So all of that culminated together, uh, and 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 effectively meant that um, you know we we we. we banks especially you know i'd spoken to a couple of people who'd be borrowing money from a u.s bank another guy i spoke to a couple of days ago who was borrowing from a german bank um you know they had money pulled off them um so um you know i think 2020 the yield curve has returned to normal uh Um, international markets are looking stronger. Obviously, China is still growing at 6%. US is growing, I don't know, in the threes. Um, Things look better. Uh, And I think banks are going to be more interested in in putting money out at lower rates. So 2020, we've got the US election. Um, Obviously, Trump is running again uh Joe Biden um it would be quite interesting to see what happens there Trump is very different from even other republican presidents um things will probably move around significantly if he ends up going. Um, He probably has created higher growth. Friends I speak to in the USA, the amount of regulation on business and tax on business has reduced significantly. And I think it is stoking growth. They've got growth in the threes. Um, You know, if you get a more democratic president, maybe that won't continue to the same extent. Um, Obviously, he's got his own issues going on at the moment, but it'll be very interesting to see what happens in that U.S. election? Um, because um, you know, if, if he goes and you get a more dovish president in um, who is more conciliatory in terms of China, uh, then you know that, that, that could really sort of calm things down and um, and 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 push sort of world markets, stock indexes um, higher. You know, and obviously the value of bonds will reduce as um, as certainty uh, and confidence increases. Prediction number five. So older classic cars, um, it's been a tough time the last three years, um, especially in the UK. Prices have fallen. Um, you know, it, it may be the time to go in and, and go and find some cheap stuff uh, because at some point, um, you know, you're going to be able to, to, to get this stuff for really, really good money. Um, so um, contract hire, newish type deals. Um they've they've obviously gone up a little bit the last sort of two or three years but a lot of that is depreciation of sterling as sterling um you know sort of starts to strengthen again although it's not today uh, because uh, people are wondering whether interest rates are going to come down. I think we're one point three to the dollar today. Uh, as sterling starts to strengthen, though, as you would expect, once this trade deal gets sorted, um, you know the value of these cars is, is likely to um, likely to start going down slightly because obviously it makes them more expensive in the international markets. Um, so that will be a drag on it. But generally speaking, I think they're at quite a low point. Uh, the imported. Um, contract hire type cars will reduce in price so they'll be a great thing to, to go and pile into um, but you know there is still the odd deal on those um, and and of course Porsches are, are still not depreciating I'm thinking about getting a 992 um, I, because I'm quite tight I like to well, it's a bit of a sport I quite like to get them you know at, at the right money when they've done enough dropping but they're not they're still I don't know, they've been out a year and you've still got to pay a new price for them pretty much But I'm pleased to say the overs are all gone. So they're not sort of 20 grand over list, which um, I don't like doing, to be honest. Thank you very much for listening. That has been Mark Homer for Mark My Words.